Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. All right. Well, today I'm going to be talking about the parable of the speck and the log. It's a very, very familiar parable. I'm sure you guys um, know this quite well. In other words, judge how you want to be judged. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. So this is the other verses here, Matthew 7, 1 to 6. And I love the Amplified amplified version because it explains it really well and I'll just I'll just read it out do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly for just as you hypocritically hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant so will you be judged And in accordance with your standard of measure used to pass out judgment, judgment will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice and acknowledge the shocking log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, play actor, pretender. First, get the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give that which is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, for they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Wow, that sounds... Sorry. (laughs) Um, So, Stan's adjusting my avatar. Can you... Oh, have to cut that out. <laughs> so the background to this parable um, is familiar to so many of us, but it is one of the most misused and misunderstood by both Christians and non-Christians today, right? So to understand what God means for us to understand, we must understand the background of the parable and the context of it first. The religious elite of Jesus' day trusted in their man-made systems and rituals to make themselves look good while their hearts were far from God. They were prideful, harsh, and critical of others, but easy on themselves. At the same time, Jesus' disciples followed him everywhere he went, holding on to every word he spoke. This is a backdrop of Jesus' teachings over chapters 5 to 7, known as the epic Sermon on the Mount. Now we get to Matthew 7 here, and Jesus is teaching his disciples with the religious folks lurking around on how to do relationships well in judging others righteously. Don't judge me. Has anyone shot back at you like this before? Where does this reaction come from? They come from misbeliefs about judging, and here's a few of them. Don't judge, period. I want to live life the way I want. This is the mentality of most non-Christians and Christians, not surprisingly. I'm in charge of my life. Leave me alone. You don't get to judge for me. 
This mentality surely comes out of a hard heart or a closed heart to God. But what about today's culture of tolerance, unity, and equality? This means we just say nice things to each other. We try to please everyone regardless. Don't upset anyone. Don't rock the boat. This attitude is all too common in churches too, isn't it? And judging is viewed as harsh and judgmental or self-righteous when you confront someone with the truth, even in love, because people are not used to being lovingly confronted to help them overcome their sin and problems. Another thing is we're scared of rejection. So don't say anything to rock the boat or anything too direct. It's best to avoid the person or situation. To confront and expose a sin means to be unloving and judgmental, maybe because it was done out of hurt or bitterness. And what about Christians judging non-Christians harshly? When we judge out of self-righteousness and hypocrisy, that's when non-Christians feel unjustly judged by Christians. Could this be why non-Christians stay away from church? So those are just some of the misbeliefs that all judging is wrong, therefore don't judge. But that's not what Jesus meant, is it? We're supposed to judge, but we need to be careful how we judge out of the right heart motives in the right way. This is what he's saying here in this parable. So let's break this down. Firstly, what does it mean to judge? The meaning of judge means to separate, distinguish, or discern between truth or lies, good or evil, right or wrong, godly or ungodly, wise or unwise, fact or fiction. Judgment in line with God's word, heart, and character is good sound judgment. For sure, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to open up our heart and eyes to discern correctly. And in all kinds of relationships, at some stage, we all need to judge a person's behavior or situation to make the right decision on something. So we need to judge, to have a sense of judgment, just not out of the wrong heart motives. This means we can either judge righteously or unrighteously. Okay, so let's look at how not to judge. When do we judge unrighteously? The first thing is when we judge from unresolved hurt or selfishness or self-righteousness. Uh, when we have pride, when we're stubborn and legalistic, we can all be that way sometimes. When um, we have a wrong view of God, when we are distant from him, when we don't know him by revelation, encounter, experience, and only know God maybe intellectually or from a more transactional perspective rather than from a loving personal relationship with him through the help of the Holy Spirit. Also, when we're being hypocritical, when we have sin in our own heart, but we judge others out of that sin, but we are the one with a bigger problem, the log in our eye, we have the log versus the speck, the smaller issue that's in the other person. I think that's a very safe um, uh, stance to stand on when you feel like you need to say something that, wait, I have the bigger issue, the other person has the smaller one. Here's an example. 
say we want our spouse or child to respect us, but we don't talk to them in a respectful way. Maybe we shout at them in anger, but we reap what we sow. We will reap back anger and disrespect because we sow it. Because we have the same thing. What about when we hold responsible, impossible, sorry, when we hold impossible standards over non-Christians? How can we expect non-Christians to act godly when they don't know him or have his empowerment? We have to be careful how we put our standards over people who have no, non-Christians who have no empowerment, no help from the Holy Spirit, and they just cannot change without him. The only reason why we're changed and transformed is because we've trusted in Jesus, and that's even by his grace, and the Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of us to help us to change. What about when we react hastily out of our negative emotions? We release harmful judgments and say things later we regret. And also, the other thing is, if you're relationally distant to someone, but you assume you know the person well enough to judge. I've made that mistake tons of times with people, and it's often over messaging or texting them, and I assumed that I knew them, but I got a really strong, not good reaction back, and I learned that, oh, I just assumed that I knew them well enough to say that through the text. Instead, I should have got to know them better, taken the time to know them better, and to just pray about it, and then approach them maybe in person if after prayer, the Holy Spirit prompted me to. So the thing is, we need to get our heart right and to know all the facts before we actually point out something, before you actually point out something you see, but they can't. So this is something for us to ponder on. So how do we judge in the right way? How do we judge righteously? Well, the first thing is we must be God aware. And this, this is hard for other people. Some of us self aware. Some of us are God aware, but we're not self aware, aware of our own thoughts and feelings. So this helps us to discern where our judgment is coming from. If we're self aware, we examine our thoughts, we examine our emotions, we examine our motives prayerfully and quietly. Are there negative reactions or triggers in you that's undergirding the judgment? So we need to deal with that first. It could be just you and not the other person who needs to change. Quite often that is. <laughs> so how do you want to be judged? That's the question we need to ask ourselves before we judge someone. It will be measured back to us. We will always reap what we sow without exception. God cannot be mocked. The other thing is, prayerfully, we need to wait on God and consider our heart and approach, especially if we feel like we have this strong reaction and we're emotionally stirred up. We need to pull back and prayerfully wait on God, wait for the dust to settle, wait for the emotions to settle, and consider what's in our heart and consider, is my approach a godly or ungodly? What is it that I need to deal with first? So because the goal is to help the other person see and own their sin and mistake, not you pushing onto them and forcing them to see. 
but you're lovingly and patiently pointing out the truth to them. Oh, this takes a lot of character work by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and we should privately and gently approach the other person as well. And we trust the Holy Spirit to open our mouth and to open the hearer's heart. Only after prayer or wise advice, then share if you feel the person is ready because you may not be ready and they're not ready. So it could be like you throwing precious pearls onto pigs, as it says in verse 6. Uh, for non-Christians, pearls represent the gospel. Discern whom and when to share your faith and time with, otherwise they won't be ready to receive and they'll react badly. And also, you might get burnt out. You might waste your time and energy on someone who doesn't actually want your friendship or help. So just keep praying for them. On the other hand, you could be helping someone who's open and God wants to use you to sow into their lives so they come closer to trusting in Jesus. And that's exactly what we want to do with non-believers, people who are far from God. We want them to experience the love of God even if we speak the truth, we're speaking in love, prompted by the Holy Spirit. We want them to see Jesus in us and through us, don't we? And we want them to encounter God. All right, so that's about judging righteously and unrighteously. Um, finally, I want to end with breaking off bitter judgments. Breaking off bitter judgments. Despising harsh criticism. Fault finding, labeling, negative talk, strong negative pushbacks, and inner vows are all forms of bitter judgments. These come from a root of unresolved hurt, leading to resentment, leading us to form these bitter judgments against someone else. And maybe it's, that includes yourself and that includes God. So most times the hurt begins from relationships with authority our parents, then it overflows onto spouses, pastors, teachers, or bosses, to name a few. Quite often, when we say someone has authority issues or we notice something in us and we feel like, I have authority issues, quite often it comes from the hurt that comes from our relationships, from our parents, from the home. So this cycle of unresolved hurt, resentment, bitterness, leading to bitter judgments, will invite a cycle back onto you of reaping back of the bitter judgments you've sown through your words. So if you notice a perpetual cycle of you reaping of disrespect, harshness, bitterness, or rejection, this cycle can actually be broken. The cycle of reaping, I mean. So the effects we may have to navigate, like if you've been, if you hurt or wound others, or you're hurt or wounded by others, you need to navigate the effects of that. But the reaping back of it onto you, that can be broken. Amen. <laughs> you don't have to be enslaved to this. And it is a demonic cycle because every word spoken out of bitterness invites demons to influence, to power those words. You can break, you can today break off these ungodly bitter judgments. You can, and you can do this by just simply just acknowledging the hurt, trace it back 
remember from when I did a message on forgiveness, trace the bitterness back to the resentment to the hurt. So you acknowledge the hurt. You repent and release forgiveness. Once you do that, then you can receive God's love and forgiveness, mercy and grace. He's waiting for you to do this. So once you taste and receive God's love, mercy and grace, you will have love, joy and peace. And you'll be able to pass this on to others. You'll overflow with Jesus. And you'll be able to judge lovingly and wisely, reaping good godly fruit. You'll be more like Jesus. Amen. Yeah, so that's about breaking off bitter judgments. Well, I hope this message has been helpful to you today. And I hope we can apply this. So to help us apply it, um, here are three reflection questions in our breakout rooms. Share on a time when you judge righteously or unrighteously and what you learned from that. I shall move the slide. Um, confess and repent of any judgments on your heart right now. What is the Holy Spirit showing you? Ask the others to pray for you. And finally, what have you learned from misjudging, partnering with non-Christians in relationships, work, or business? And there you have it, guys, the parable of the speck and the log. Remember, judge how you want to be judged. Amen. Mm -hmm.